Hi, friends. I'm Allie Domerson, host of the Snapshot Testimony podcast. Welcome. This is a podcast that explores the pivotal moments that shape a life of faith in Christ. My guest this week is Christian music icon, Stephen Curtis Chapman. He's won 59 Dove Awards, five Grammys, sold 11 million albums, and most recently, he became the first Christian artist to receive the prestigious BMI Icon Award. Now, he's a husband, a father, an adoption advocate who has spent more than half of his life making music. No surprise then that many of his faith-shaping moments are captured in song. He's been honest about the highs and the lows and the wrestling that comes with an authentic life of faith. Here's my conversation with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Congrats on your on your BMI Icon Award. That was a big deal. Oh gosh, thank you so much. That was crazy. I, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm still sort of trying to process, you know, all that that meant and uh, 35 years of a journey that is, you know, beyond anything that I ever could have imagined as a yeah. kid from Paducah, Kentucky, which I still feel kind of like that is what I am and who I am. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was an amazing night. And the fact that I got to have so many of the people who've been a part of that journey with me for all those 35 years come and celebrate it with me. That was what really made it special and overwhelming. I mean, I stood in, in the room as people walked in the door for a little reception before the award was presented. And, it was this night of amazing celebration, but I just kept bursting into tears. I mean, somebody would walk through the door and it was somebody I hadn't seen in 10, 15 years who was in the trenches, you know, with me at so many points in my journey. And I would just have all these memories just from seeing their face across the room. And I'd just start getting tears in my eyes and then go over and give them a hug and couldn't even hardly say much other than just, it's so good to see you and thank you. But it was just like a flood of, memories of just God's goodness and faithfulness, you know, at all these little points in my journey. It was really amazing. Yeah. That snapshot testimony, one of the things that I, I love to do is I love to kind of bring out those moments in our lives. Some of them are feel big and monumental and some of them feel really small. But the, 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 the key is that they're personal and they're moments where we are keenly aware that God sees us, that we are being seen, yeah. that we're known, that we're loved. When's the last time, would you say, that you you experienced one of those <laughs> moments where you're like, wow, God, this is you, and I and I know it, and I feel it? Yeah. Well, I, um, first of all, when you talk about, you talk about those moments that seem mundane, you know, my mind immediately goes to the fact that that really is what I have uh, done for 35 years in writing my songs. Mm -hmm. It's taking those moments, um, in my journey, in my life and setting them to music, recognizing, you know, God, you know, call them God moments, you know, whatever those yep. moments that, uh, that, and sometimes I don't even see it maybe at the moment, but after I get past it, I think that was amazing. That was profound. God was saying something mm -hmm. to me and I know me, I can't remember anything where my keys are, where my phone is. If I don't write a song or put some sort of a form. So songs are kind of my journal entries, you know, and okay. I can sing them back to myself and I can listen to them again. And I get to share them with other people and say, Hey, maybe 
maybe this is a moment for, you know, that you need to be reminded too. And God showed up in this moment for me, you know, and I could go through the songs. I'd go through songs like Cinderella, you know, written after one night with my little girls, just missing a moment, feeling convicted that they wanted to dance with me. They wanted just to have a moment to make a memory. And it was late and I was tired. And I said, just get in your pajamas and go to bed. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. And, and the conviction of that moment that I missed, you know, turned into a song called Cinderella. That night I sat and wrote that song with tears in my eyes and a yeah. big old weight on my chest and of a moment missed that I felt like God was saying, Hey, don't miss it. You're going to miss these moments if you don't stop and pay attention. And, um, so my, my life and my music catalog is full of, of those. Um, but when you say, uh, give me a, you know, most recent one, the first thing that came to mind, uh, actually yesterday I was sitting at breakfast with, uh, some guys that are in the Christian radio world, uh, that I'm setting with to talk about new music. I'm actually, uh, I've just finished recording and putting together a new album of music that I'm very excited about. 35 years after the release of my first record came out in 1987. Uh, turns out I still have things to say and things that I feel like I'm compelled to share with, with anyone who will listen. Conversations I still feel like I want to have little moments like we were talking about that God keeps showing up and mm -hmm. they turn into a song. And so I was sitting with some guys just talking about that process and that, and that journey and thinking through the journey of my 35 years and, and the music that's come from that. And these guys, uh, unbeknownst to me, honestly, I felt like I was just kind of going into, you know, I have some history with some of these guys. One was a new friend uh, who's new to this radio uh, station, but a couple of guys I have a lot of history with um, in terms of our just working together in, in Christian music and radio. And, um, but we sat down and, and start just sharing our stories. And three of the four guys sitting at the table with me all began to unpack their stories of adoption miracles that had transpired in their families and all pointing kind of back to or tethered back to, you know, mine and Mary Beth's journey and our, you know, public uh, platform of sharing our story of adopting our daughter, Shohanna, and then Stevie Joy and Maria. And so each of these guys started saying, well, it was at your concert when you shared, you know, your uh, adoption journey of adopting Shoei that uh, impacted our family. We came away from that and said, we at least need to pray about this. And each of these guys started to tell their stories and they started to share the, you know, the, the joy of it, but also the hard of it and the, the challenges. And yet God's faithfulness through that whole journey. And I just sat, you know, again, with tears in my eyes, I'm guessing oh, I get older. I just get, you know, more and more weepy. And so I'm just sitting there, <laughs> they're bur bursting into tears as they're telling their stories. We're sitting at breakfast at, you know, a busy restaurant and I'm just sitting there crying because I'm just being reminded, you know, in this moment, you know, there's so much going on in the media right now and our world around all that's happened with Roe versus Wade and all the questions and all the things. And we, as, as our work with show hope, we're just this last few days really wrestling with how do we, you know, we're, we're going to just continue to do what we've always been doing, but you know, do we, we need to make a statement. What do we need to say? What do we not need to say? What do we, we don't want to get into, 
the fray of something that we, you know, or it's going to just take our eye off of the focus of what we need to be about. And it's just all of those things. And in the middle of that, it was sort of like God just brought these beautiful reminders of, you know, how he is taking these stories of brokenness and, um, and redeeming these broken stories. Every one of these guys were telling me, I mean, some of the stories were amazing, uh, you know, of, of just, you know, this, this should have never been, we didn't see it coming. We didn't plan it. And now look what God's done, uh, in, and, and here's how the story is unfolding. My son, you know, who, you know, we adopted from Ethiopia. Uh, well, one of the guys, we walked into the restaurant and he walked in and hugged his, uh, his son this guy is a white guy. He hugged his black son. He said, this is my boy. This is Eli. Uh, and he's the one that we adopted because of partly years in Mary Beth's story. And he works here. And he was the guy who seated us at our table. And he's getting his money together to go to college. And he's doing great. And he's, you know, it's just, it was just sort of this very tangible reminder that God is telling these incredible stories that he has a plan that, you know, we make our plans, but God directs our steps often in a direction we never imagined. We didn't imagine 35 years ago when I started doing this, that, you know, I was going to sit at a table 35 years later and hear these incredible stories of rescue, redemption of, you know, these miracles that God let us be woven into just because we shared our story and took the steps of faith. And, um, so as we're setting to wrap this story up, as we're sitting, having these conversations, uh, a fellow walks by and stops and says, see me, Curtis Jamin? He said, I can't believe this. I live in Florida, but I'm moving back to New Jersey, and I just happened to be passing through Nashville. I stopped to get breakfast, and here you sit, and can I have, you know, two minutes to tell you my story? I'm sitting in a concert of yours 15 years ago. My wife and I, I'm a pastor, you know, all of this. We leave your concert. My daughter says, mom and dad, why are we not doing something about uh, children that don't have families? You know, um, we should we should do something. I think we're supposed to foster care, maybe be foster parents. And they were like, OK, where did that come from? And how do we convince her that that's not our calling? And he said, um, I don't have a lot of time and I won't take a lot of your time. But um, we finally decide maybe we should consider foster parenting. Uh, a, a little girl, maybe six-year-old or younger little girl. So we get a call. We go through all the 40 hours of training and preparation. We get a call. There's an 18-year-old young lady who has a four-month-old, and she needs a place to go in a transition. Would you guys consider it? And he said, my immediate thought was, no, that's not at all what our plan was. And he said, um, now that 18-year-old uh, lady who came to live with us for three years and raise her daughter is um, – is getting her master's in social work so she can now help other families in the process. And he just shared a bit of the story and he said, uh, it all started there sitting at one of your concerts. And I can't believe I'm getting to tell you that story. I always said, if I ever get to meet Stephen Grisham, I'm going to tell him the story. So that was just yesterday, <laughs> you know, just one of those many uh, of just sitting there kind of being blown away again with God saying, I'm up to something, you know, I'm yeah. always working, always working. If you'll just, uh, you just keep showing up. We see it. We get those little glimpses. A lot of the days, like you said, we just operate in the man, mundane, you know, the stretches of kind of not seeing anything spectacular going on right now. 
but just showing up in that step-by-step obedience. And then you get those little moments like I got yesterday to say, wow, God was working in all these moments in ways I never could have imagined. Well, the cool thing is you're you're at this point where you're kind of at that one of those big landmark life moments. I mean, you that 35 years since your first album and you get this yeah. this icon award. So it's like you're kind of standing on this point where God's allowing you to have some pretty cool reflection with the award and yeah. the people that you get to see and then moments like yesterday. You're kind of living yeah. in that right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get those incredible seasons. And I think sometimes God does, you know, we don't see it for a long time sometimes. And, and even now, you know, the crazy thing is just the way life is, you know, I can have an amazing moment, you know, mountaintop moment of receiving all this incredible honor and these accolades and people that, you know, are standing up saying, man, Stephen's music is the, you know, the reason I'm playing music and inspired me and, you know, in, in so many ways. And then, you know, the way I am, and I don't think I'm alone in this is, you know, give that three days and, you know, life hits you between the eyes and things, you know, don't go the way you thought they were going to, and you're tired and you're sick and you're thinking, I don't know if this even matters. And is any of this matter? And God, am I, you know, where are you? And, you know, and, and, and all of this, and I feel discouraged and I'm, I feel, you know, insecure. And so it, it's crazy how quickly those things can come and go. Um, but taking those moments, I think sometimes that is something that God has really even taught me in this season of life is it's not a wrong thing, uh, to, take those moments kind of like somebody hands you a bouquet of flowers and, and, you know, you, you, you need to, I think God sometimes is saying, I want you to take those, take a good big whiff and enjoy and appreciate this moment that you're being honored. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you're going to deflect it and give me the glory and the credit. And you're going to say, it's really, I'm just still a, you know, hillbilly from Paducah, Kentucky, you know, (laughs) and a kid who's, you know, just God's given this, you know, incredible opportunity to, but, but savor that, see, taste and see my goodness in it. And, and then, yeah, give me the glory and the credit, but don't miss that moment of being able to receive and appreciate the fact that, you know, I have given you this incredible opportunity to, to do something that you dreamed of as a kid and more, you know, beyond what you could ask or imagine, like scripture says, you know, God, yeah. Uh, allows us to experience that and be a part of that, which is amazing. Yeah. You mentioned some of the the difficulties and you think about just the last two years. And I know you, with this latest song that you've, you've got out still and you're working on new music, uh, how has this, these last couple years that we've, we've experienced kind of collectively, um, certainly some of the hardest years that I can remember in my life um, mm-hmm. where everybody around me everybody's kind of struggling at the same time you've got you've got a pandemic and you've got um a lot of social and political unrest and divide mm-hmm. in and out of the church and you're it's this been this whirlwind of trying to process and how do i cling to what is yeah. true how has yeah. how have these last couple of years specifically really shaped um you and 
how how are they coming out in the music that you're writing? Yeah, well, you mentioned the song "Still," uh, which is the first song we've kind of released to streaming, which is this whole new world of how we do music. You know, I'm yep. still a guy who says, "I just want to make a record," and here's <laughs> the new, here's the album. You know, here it is. It's like, well, we stream a song, and we're going to release this song to streaming outlets, and then we're going to release a radio single, and then maybe we'll actually release a, a physical product. But do maybe. people even have CD players anymore? I don't know. <laughs> so it's all a, a new world, even for me to figure out, uh -huh. you know, with releasing new music. But the first song that, that you referenced still, which is really a song written from, you know, in, in fact, in the song, uh, I say, you know, I write lyrics like, you know, um, it's been beautiful. It's been terrible. It's been more wonderful and more painful than I ever would have known. Even so, still, I'm going to sing about the one who's given life to me. I make, uh, uh, there's a lyric that says, I have wrestled and I've rested and I've trusted and I've tested God's patience like a foolish man. And I mean, I think in these last couple of years that I don't think I'm alone in that. I think we have all, yeah. uh, especially as people of faith, we have wrestled. Uh, as we have wondered, God, what is going on personally, uh, you know, jobs, vocations, certainly my world of, you know, music and concerts and touring and all that completely shut down, kind of going, okay, God, I trust you, but I don't know if, if there's ever, are we ever going to do concerts again? And if so, what's that going to look like? Cause everything's changed. We're doing zoom now, you know, everything's virtual and, you know, and, and yet, you know, that's how I provide for not only my family, but many families and people who depend on me and, and, you know, look to me and what we do together, uh, in, in touring and all of that, that's changing. So that's challenging many people in a lot of ways that we never imagined. Um, I have friends who I have lost in this season of COVID people I've worked with for years, people I've made music with and have, you know, walked alongside for a lot of years who uh, are with Jesus now. And, you know, we all have experienced loss and, and, um, and so you, you're wrestling with that. God, what do we, what do we do with this? You know? And then I have those moments of resting and going, okay, God, I trust you. Uh, what else can I do? You know, yeah. there's a song on my new record called Where Else Could I Go? I've thought so many times of those disciples when Jesus, you know, is looking around and starting to talk about going to a cross and all these guys are scattering and people are going, yeah. OK, I thought we were, you know, storming the city and going in victory. And now you're talking about a cross and death. And yeah. and he looks at his disciples, says, well, are you going to leave me as well? And and, um, yeah. you know, peel off and they just kind of say. God, where else are we going to go? I mean, you have the words of life. You have the only hope we have. And I felt that too. I felt those moments of God, where else am I going to run to? Because the world is clearly more, you know, in chaos than ever before, at least in my lifetime. So I'm going to turn to the one place that I know there is hope and peace, you know, that can be found in you. And yet I still, you know, I'll have moments of that, but then I'll wrestle again and and fear kind of creeps in and all the questions and, you know, I'm going to trust you, but then I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to look around and all of a sudden I'm going to be like Peter, you know, and the waves are coming and I'm walking and I got this. And then all of a sudden I see the waves and I, 
take my eyes off of Jesus and I start sinking and, you know, and he reaches and lifts me again. And out of all of that, certainly, you know, these new songs and this new kind of expression of what I've been experiencing, um, these songs have kind of come, come to be to just say, God, I, through all of this, um, you are still faithful and you are still good. And I have seen that. I've experienced that. I'm still learning that. Um, and I still want to tell that message. I still want to sing that song. I don't know that the world, you know, I've wrestled a lot with my own insecurities of does the world really need or want, you know, another Stephen Curtis Chapman album? There's been a lot of them. And a lot of people will tell me, gosh, you know, I love your great adventure. I love your, you know, I will be here, man. There's never going to be another album like more to this. Life. I mean, they go through the list and that's so encouraging. and such a gift and a blessing to hear. But often I'm like, so does that mean, you know, I, you don't really care to hear anything new because, you know, I've got some new things I want to say. And so I've kind of wrestled with all that say, no, I, I, I don't know. Maybe the question isn't, does the world need more music from me? I know I need to just share it and whoever, you know, leave that in God's hands, whoever needs to hear it, you know, is going to hear it and, uh, and connect with it. And so I'm, I'm, I feel like, you know, all of this for me personally has really just brought me back again to that simple foundational yet so profound truth that God is faithful. God is good. Um, God is in control. The world is out of control in so many ways, like you said, politically, racially, so many things. And I address all of those things. I have songs that specifically I felt like as I was wrestling through all of that, through those specific stories of my own experience of, you know, I want to talk about that. I want to, I want to wrestle that out through a song, but all of it kind of comes back to just land on the reality that God is on the throne and he is good and he is faithful. He has not left us, not forsaken us. And, um, and that's where our hope is. That's where our peace is. Yeah. What would you say is, uh, is there anything new that the Lord is showing you um, as you're kind of going through the process of this album and the wrestling that you mentioned, and even some of this insecurity is God show what's God showing you new about himself, or is it simply a reminder of the things you've been shown before and are being brought back to keeping that at the forefront? I really think it is. Um, it's interesting how, um, again, I'm referencing everything through a song because that's kind of how where my mind goes. That's great. Well, there's this I love song. It. There's this <laughs> song that says, um, I, there, there's a, a, a wonderful thing that I read years ago, and it's kind of a seed that got planted. It took several years for me to eventually write the song, which, and what's really cool about it is I got to write it and actually produce it and record it with my sons, Caleb and Will. Franklin, who played in my band for years. They're grown yes. men now with families of their own in a band called Colony House, which is my favorite band of all times. Imagine that, uh, that my sons uh, are are in. And um, But I got to work on this song with them. A song really that came from uh, something that I read years ago from G.K. Chesterton, who talks about God being um, uh, infinitely young that we are the ones who actually grow old and we 
and and yet you know god every day every moment um god is saying hey watch this i'm going to do it again i'm going to do it again every sunrise maybe that's god saying hey um i am making all things new and i'm going to do it every 24 hours um yeah. you know and and paint a new sunrise a sunset every wave of the ocean maybe that's god saying i love you i love you i'm not changing i'm with you i'm for you because he knows we're going to need that that often we're going to forget you know and where he's going to keep reminding us and and so i had to write a song about it it took me a while to eventually figure out how to do it but um for me i think that's something that is new and yet the message of it is that God is the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the more and more that we come to know him, the more and more that we're going to see that he is the same faithful, good father um, revealing himself, just like your whole podcast is about revealing himself moment by moment in the places that we would least even expect to see him, not necessarily in the big you know, uh, moments that we would think, Hey, uh, here I am. I'm in church. I'm, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to receive it. You know, but just the moments that he shows up when we least expect it, having, yeah. uh, 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 eyes to see and ears to hear his voice in those moments and just to be aware. Um, I think that's probably, I could say maybe a new thing, but really isn't new. It's just something that I'm still learning here almost at 60 years old. and the more I see that God is continuing to do that, the more I'm amazed, uh, that sense of wonder of just that I don't want to lose. You know, it's as we get older, it's easy to lose, especially when, when we go through, you know, global pandemics and crazy things that just can uh, take a lot of the wonder out of this life and of our lives. And But I think God is just continuing to say, hey, I am still doing amazing wondrous things right now at this moment if you'll just look and see and and have eyes to see it and, and ears to hear it snapshot testimonies a moody radio podcast and short feature for more on stephen curtis chapman his latest single upcoming tour dates his work with show hope check out his website stephencurtischapman.com if you enjoyed today's snapshot testimony episode would you be willing to take a minute to write a quick review I'd love to hear how these stories are helping you and any suggestions you have for new episodes. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under Snapshot Testimony. I'm your host, Allie Domerson. Together, we're sharing the moments that shape our faith in Christ.